Welcome to Podcast Mountain. This is a roller coaster type podcast with sudden drops, stops, and topic changes. Please keep all arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. If anyone is wearing Mickey ears, best remove them because this is the wildest podcast in the wilderness. Thank you for joining us on this Zippity Doodah Day. My name is Rachel. And my name is Marina. And we are here with our inaugural episode of our new podcast. Yes. Um, so today I think we'll just kind of run over a quick how our podcast will be structured and kind of go from there. Yeah. So for our podcast, we would like to kind of start with, of course, our daily introductions uh, whenever we're doing the podcast, which is kind of this part. Um, next, we'll go into the news. Then we'll cover our main topic, which today is a top five list of things we are missing from Disney parks during the quarantine, um, which I'm sure you already gleaned from the podcast title. But uh, we'll go ahead and get into that here in a little bit, cover some final thoughts, and then uh, finally go ahead and wrap this up. So for current Disney news, we have uh, Disney World is set to reopen here uh, next month in mid-July, starting with Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. So all your kingdom needs will be met on July 11th. And then a few days later, July 15th, we will have Disney's Hollywood Studios in Epcot. Now, is Spaceship Earth already down for refurb? Did they take that opportunity to start that process? Because that's what I've read. Um, I'm not sure if they've already started the process, but they um, will not be reopening Spaceship Earth. (laughs) That might have been our last time. We didn't know. We didn't know. Um, We went a couple weeks before everything shut down, and, you know, no one could have known at the time what was going to happen. Should we mention we're pass holders? Oh, yeah, we we are both uh, annual pass holders. We live here in Central Florida, Um, so we do take the advantage to go to the parks whenever we can. Now, what are are your thoughts on the parks reopening, Marina? Uh, As I feel like as just someone who has to work in Florida, we're all excited for the touristy stuff to start opening again, because that's kind of one of the big bases of our economy. But there comes a chance that they might have to close again, which is why I'm glad they're doing more of a uh, structured reopening in, like, different waves as opposed to opening everything all at once and just hoping for the best. I feel like doing uh, crowd control is a really good idea. Yeah, and of course we already do have uh, Universal Orlando has already opened at the time of this recording. Um, That opened just a few days ago at the the time of recording. Um, And so far from what I've gathered, it's gone pretty well for them. Um, Mm -hmm. They've had success with monitoring the lines and social distancing. Yeah. So uh, that, that's always a good sign of things to come. I imagine everywhere is going to require a mask, right? Absolutely. That, yeah. So um, the, the, we should cover some of the requirements for both uh, Disney and Universal. At Universal currently and at the time that it reopens, Disney will require face masks for everyone and it will require temperature checks. Yeah, which um, I think is a smart move. Yeah, it's, it's people, a lot of people, there's been a lot of controversy because it is Central Florida and it's coming into summer and it's going to be a million degrees outside. So some people are a bit skeptical about how the temperature checks will affect guest uh, experience. Being, you know, walking around outside to get to the park, uh, to the security area can be kind of a, a journey sometimes, yeah. especially if like, you're parking at the back of the Epcot parking lot. You've got to mm-hmm. go stand in line for the tram. And um, they did say some transportation may be limited. Yeah. So I don't know how much the trams will even be running. And 
hopefully the uh, controlling how many people are allowed in at a time will also help with that, with what, what transportation they do have. Absolutely. Um, now, it's not been confirmed by Disney, but I did see some rumors flying around earlier today that um, there may be limitations on park hopping. Mm. Which... Um, that makes sense. The monorails are really small. <laughs> oh, the monorails and just kind of, it's easier to keep crowd control and keep containment if you have people just visiting one park per day. Yeah. Besides that, I think that's all we really have for news right now because uh, it's just... Not a lot else going on in the theme park world. Um, Universal Orlando did just celebrate its 30th anniversary on the 7th. So at the time of recording, that's yesterday. Um, so happy birthday, Universal. I've been twice, and it was very nice both times. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Marina, we're going to do a little bit of trivia here. Uh, what is the only ride operating at Universal Orlando um, that has been open since opening day? Is it? I really hope it's the Jurassic Park ride. I'm going to feel sheepish if I'm wrong because that's the oldest one I can think of. Well, unfortunately, Jurassic Park, the film, had not come out yet in oh, 1990. Okay. Um, that would be E.T., the E.T. adventure. Oh. Good old Steven Spielberg. Boy, do they need to replace some of the mannequins in the beginning, though. <laughs> it's, it's an experience, yeah. that's for sure. The, the, the alien portions are beautiful. Like, I love that part, but... Boy, they really need to touch up some of the uh, <laughs> some of the details of the beginning. Well, hopefully with the extended closures, uh, everyone was able to get some new paint and some new freshening uh, between all of the, the Disney parks and all of Universal. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully that'll be good. And I think we can go ahead and just jump into our topic for today. Oh, okay. And as a refresher, um, our topic today is top five things we each miss from the Disney parks, specifically during this quarantine, this extended closure. Yeah. Um, since I've moved here, I've had a annual pass, so that's since the end of 2018. Um, and I haven't gone more than a few weeks without going to the parks. So it's it's really an interesting experience to not be able to go there anymore. Yeah, Especially since that was just like the thing to do in the weekend, especially after I got my pass, that was a that was a common occurrence for a yeah, while. Absolutely. So it's it's just been um, it's been difficult and it's been weird, and it'll be weird going forward. Yeah. Because uh, even when they reopen, um, I'm not sure I'll be going immediately, but uh, it'll be weird having the option there still and, and still not going. Yeah. We'll see how things are going in July. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and start with our list. Maria, let's go ahead and get you started. Um, Now these lists are not going in any particular order, just kind of five things we miss. Yeah, and we we don't really have an idea of what the other wrote. Um, So going going first, I wanted to say that my five, I decided to kind of base mine around the five senses because I thought that would make sense. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, kind of just instead of trying to just do only smells because I knew if I left it at only (laughs) smells, it would be (laughs) top five (laughs) smells accidentally. Um, But going from... The smell one while I'm here. Uh, water smells in uh, the Disney parks are a big deal to me. And um, I'm sure Rachel can tell you that my favorite rides are the boat-based rides. Except for Splash Mountain. Except for Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain things. <laughs> the, the boat-based, like the chlorine and the chemical smell in general, yeah. is, is very much missed around here. That very distinct Pirates of the Caribbean-y type yeah. smell. Oh, and Living with the Land. Living yeah. with the Land's another big one. Definitely. And living with the land, I think it's interesting, too, because um, you have all the plants there, too. Mm-hmm. So you have the plants mixing with the water smell, mixing with the 
um, areas where it's it's indoors. Yeah. Kind of area. Uh, well, all of it's indoors, but the uh, audio animatronic scenes. Mm-hmm. That actually brings me to number five on my list, which is Ooh. living with the land. Oh. <laughs> Just in general. Um, <laughs> Dude, just the, the all of it. That's one um, to miss. Anyone who says living at the land is skippable is very much wrong. And, yeah. And uh, we have Wait. we have strong feelings here on a podcast mountain about living at the land. Yeah. Uh, living with the land is a stand for both of us. And I just, it's such a simple, relaxing ride. You just get on a boat for about 10, 15 minutes. I should have looked up the runtime before we started this podcast. I think it's about 15. So okay. Um... And you just relax, and you take in, and you learn a little bit, and you see some nice plants, and it's great. I like that one, Living yeah. the Land. Uh, let's see here. So I, I guess we'll try to stick with uh, themes going from one to the other, because another one of mine is themed cues. Even though Living the Land doesn't have a big themed cue, in general rides with themed cues, I miss. Just is, is this your vision one, your your sight? Uh, I was going to go into why it's touch, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, I have another thing for sight. Um, but touch, just in general, one of my favorite things about the super themed cues in the parks. Like you, uh, in Disneyland, you have your Indiana Jones ride in uh, Fantasyland and Disney World at Magic Kingdom, you have the uh, extended Peter Pan queue that mm-hmm. was more recently opened. Uh, it's fun to be feeling like you're part of the ride already while you're stuck in a very lengthy queue. And I feel like that saves you a little bit because uh, I don't know about you, but I sometimes just zone out because I'm looking at everything. I'm just looking around the whole time. <laughs> it, the line doesn't even bother me after a certain point. Get a little lost in the line sauce. Yeah. And yeah. of course, with touch, you just Look at them textured walls. Touch them textured walls. Did everyone else touch it? Yeah, that's why we're going to have to do special uh, <laughs> social distancing when it open backs up. But Yeah. yeah. And that is, um, that is something I want to bring back, back around to the new segment from earlier. Um, some of the altered experiences at Disney will be touch-related. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that does include those honey walls in the... Um, Winnie, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah, and they already shut down most of the small games that are in the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ride, right? That was already like you, you know, it's been so long since I've stood in the actual queue <laughs> for <laughs> that ride. <laughs> that is definitely a fast pass or not at all type yeah. experience for me. Um, so I'm not sure how many of those interactive um, touch based activities are still even there. I know there used to be the um, Rocket Games in Space Mountain. They got rid of those in favor mm-hmm. of the my Disney experience play aspects. Boy, if there's anything that needs that needs a special cue themed uh, look arounds, it's definitely Space Mountain. <laughs> Not only do you kind of get vertigo in that particular line if you're just speeding down with your fast pass, but those windows can kind of make you. Kind oh, of... I love those. Those are my, <laughs> one of my favorite. They, those didn't make it onto my list, but they should have. <laughs> uh, the Space Mountain windows. <laughs> my next one I'm going to cover will be area music. Um, I miss just the music of being in certain areas. The um, Right before we were recording this, we were listening to the Epcot entrance loop. Which is probably one of our favorite loops it, in general. It's, it's so, it primes you for the rest of your day. You come in and you hear that futuristic, inspiring music, and you it sets your entire tone. Yeah. And I feel like that goes for all of the different areas in all the different parks. Um, Every separate area has its own music loop, and I love each and every single one of them. I think particularly one of my favorites is the Main Street loop, because even though it might vary a little bit between Disneyland and Disney World, 
it is very much that same sense of like the old timey uh, Main yeah. Street experience. You definitely have your, your Main Street USA feelings. Yeah. Um, and then you see the castle for the first time of your visit there, and it just brings all those those mushy, gushy emotions. And I'll be honest, I'll pro- I'm probably going to tear up the first time I'm in a Disney park again after all of this. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess that leads to my next one. What do I got? Uh, since we since we talked about sight before, I have no extra notes on it. But it is people watching because, <laughs> boy, do I love people watching. There are multiple times we've been in lines with people that I'm like, are they Disney bounding? What character is that? And <laughs> I like seeing like the group T-shirts, even though they're all from the same like five Etsy stores. It's always really fun to see what everyone's <laughs> celebrating. It, they, it, it's something that you can do to customize your time there mm-hmm. without necessarily having to rely on the I'm celebrating buttons being available. Yeah. It lets everyone know right away. Absolutely. We'll probably do a whole episode on just people watching oh, and yeah. people experiences throughout the parks because um, I know in the we've been going to parks together for what, eight years now? Yeah, about eight. Um, we've got a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll definitely try to cover a lot of those stories in another episode. So going off of people, my next one is just cast member interactions. Um, Cast members always bring an extra level of service and an extra level of experience. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're in the parks, you definitely get some really unique experiences. They'll, They'll do trivia with you. They're just always really happy to see you and always really accommodating. And I just really appreciate each and every cast member and the experiences I have with them. Yeah, both the uh, cast members working in shops and in food service, but also cast members who are like the face and mascot characters will come around because we also got a bunch of stories (laughs) for them. Uh, But yeah, I I completely agree. Cast member positive interactions can make a whole day. And I just, it takes a lot to deal with retail customer service, but it's like to the umpteenth degree in a, in a uh, theme park in general. Yeah, absolutely. Going to my, my here, since we're jumping around my senses list, uh, the safety spiels, all the, Mm -hmm. all the, uh, extra little bits when you're finally on the ride. I think it, uh, since it's customized to the ride, it's also part of the experience. It kind of gets you in that headspace for where you're going next um, and I also love the mimetic nature of the safety spiels. You can you can even find ones with like the um, the monos, like the the yeah. Spanish iteration of the spiel on uh, fan made merchandise now. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can find them on magnets, t shirts. Like you can have monorail fan shirts. And it's great. <laughs> yeah, and I um, on that note, like you have a small world where it's in more languages than usual. Usually you just get English and Spanish and small world, you get French and German, I believe Japanese too. Mm -hmm. Um, So they cover a bunch of different languages, um, especially in California. I'm I'm having a hard time remembering the pre-spiel for for Florida, but in California for sure. I feel like we have a hard time remembering that one just because we do like the Disneyland small world more than the Disney World small world. And that's our first hot take of the series. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if that's a hot take. Um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter if that's a hot take. Yeah. Um, we are Podcast Mountain on all social media platforms. So find us there. Let us know which um, small world you like better. So with that, um, I'll go to my next uh, situation, which would be specialty merchandise and events. Mm. Um, I personally always really love the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. It's one of my favorite festivals that they do at Epcot. And, of course, you got that sweet, sweet merch. You got those floral Disney ears, the spirit jerseys, the pins. Um, I always really try to make sure I get at least a pin 
when something's happening. Oh, yeah. Um, alongside that, also at Epcot, you have the closing of Spaceship Earth, like we discussed during the news segment. With them closing, normally you would have gotten all sorts of really cool t-shirts and pins and merch. And um, I didn't quite live here yet when they closed the um, Great Movie Ride. So I didn't oh, get yeah. any of that merch. Um, I did pick up some of the merchandise for when they closed Illuminations. And I was really looking forward to expanding that collection with Spaceship Earth. Yeah, I really like your Illuminations grabs. But yeah, yeah while Epcot Forever is a great show, we all miss Illuminations very much. Yeah, I like Epcot Forever. And that's another um, thing that they we might not get to see again. Oh, um, yeah. Because they are limiting uh, crowd gaining activities so firework shows are canceled parades are canceled so epcot forever might not come back it was only scheduled to run until october yeah oh wow that's gonna be weird and uh, i imagine all uh, like all the castle production shows are of course going to be put on hold oh that's strange i wonder how that's going to affect their ability to sell those um like dessert dining packages that give you a good view of the fireworks and stuff or if they're just going to discontinue those for a while those those will be discontinued for a while so those will just be gone um they're also not doing tours for the time being Uh, well so i wouldn't want to risk a plaid (laughs) we're not doing behind the scenes the behind the scenes right now which is a great tour and i i don't know if we'll have a whole episode dedicated to behind the scenes or just living with the land in general the whole land pavilion will just have a land out yeah because one that's one of the uh, cheaper tours to take and two it's a tour that a lot of people miss out on because again for some reason everyone wants to skim back on living with the land (laughs) we've got to sign a petition here everyone's got (laughs) to care about living with the land if they took away living with the land i don't know what i'd do with myself right Uh, but kind of tying into that because what else is limited edition but the desserts that are in the disney parks uh, my saved one is the Rice Krispie Treats desserts that, mm-hmm. you know, they're, the difference between regular Rice Krispies and Disney Rice Krispies are about as different as regular Oreos to Halloween Oreos, but you, you taste like there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels like there's something different put into them. Yeah, and absolutely. Rice Krispies is just easier to handle than the, um, than the candied apple because... Who knows? Who knows how long that's going to take to finish? Yeah, I never, I never eat those at the park. I always buy them to bring home. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'll cut them up and eat them, you know, over the next day. Yeah, I think that and the uh, Dole Whip and or pineapple chocolate covered spear, I imagine, oh, are so group favorites. So good. Uh, the pineapple upside down cake Dole Whip has been something on my mind for a minute. Yeah. We, we're going to get that because I, I don't think I've had that before yet. I oh, think the last so time we were good. in the parks, the line was too long. And we were like, we have to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with them limiting contact things with the reopening, um, I hope they're expanding mobile ordering. Yeah, I'm, ho- I'm hoping so, too, just so you don't have to stand in a line. Yeah, you don't have to stand in a line. You don't have to deal with handing credit cards to people. Yeah. I hope they, um, I, I believe they're planning on expanding mobile ordering. Yeah. Uh, my very last thing is also food. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> it's a cheeseburger egg roll over mm-hmm. in Adventureland at Magic Kingdom. I just, I just love this damn cheeseburger egg roll. That's it. That's that's the whole story. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> get me a cheeseburger egg roll. Get me a pineapple upside down Dole Whip, and we're having a good afternoon. Yeah. I fe- I feel like once we've taken for granted all these things, we're just gonna go back in full force. So I think that that about wraps up our first uh, first main segment. Yeah, I feel good about it. Yeah. Do you have any um, final thoughts on 
the reopenings on anything in our lists. Uh, I'm, I feel like every, I speak for everyone when I say we're excited for the parks to reopen and for us to feel safe to go back, but I do understand all the precautionary measures in mind as we are waiting to see how the COVID-19 um, epidemic uh, is affected by businesses continuing trying to open again. Yeah. So everyone, wear your masks. Use your hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. 20 seconds. Don't don't fight with people. No, <laughs> yeah, don't fight with people on this because no. then you're just that guy, and no one likes that guy. Don't be that guy. Um, it's for your safety. It's for the staff safety. Just it's for grandma's safety. Use your noodle. And I'm just gonna leave it on that. Um, yeah, those are my final thoughts on the whole situation. I don't really have anything else to add. Um, follow us on all social medias at Podcast Mountain. Um, we have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. Any social media that there are people, we're there. Yes. Uh, I'm also, our Tumblr is under construction, but I was big on, hey, we need to get a Tumblr together in case. Tumblr? Yeah. <laughs> all right. The more you know. Um, but we also have an email, uh, podcastmountain at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, um, we're brand new at this. So by all means, any feedback, um, especially if you are a, a seasoned podcast listener, we would, we would love to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what you want to hear on our show. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Um, we've already got probably a couple dozen show ideas going, including the four that we talked about during this oh, episode. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that. Thank you so much. This is flight safety. Remain seated with arms inside your vehicle until you come to a complete stop.